Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Uh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. How are you? Good yourself. Okay. Amen. God bless you. Uh, uh, who else is on the call? Uh, here's Jerusha. How are you? I am above ground and breathing air, so I can't complain. That's true. Um, thank God, amen, for you being on the call. Uh, it, it hasn't started yet. We have Apostle uh, Shank on the call, Trusha, myself, and um, we'll wait a few moments, and uh, we'll begin. And uh, thank you for um, coming on. Uh, thank you for asking me. What kind of weather do you have down there in Oklahoma? It is very hot, um, 98 degrees and very humid. Oh, my goodness. Yep. M- much hotter than Uganda, <laughs> to say the least. All right. What, what's Uganda like? Uganda is usually 75 to 80 year-round, um, and then it drops down to like 55, 65 at night. And That's cool. Um, That's cold. It's oh, it's uh, I see why uh, Winston Churchill called it the Pearl of Africa. Yeah, the, the climate's beautiful. Okay. Okay. Well, we're glad to have you, and um, good to hear from you. Thank you. Um, we'll just wait a few moments here. Yeah. Uh, okay. It'd be good to hear what you have to share also. Well, I, I, I'll just go on. Sir, would you uh, open up with prayer, please? Are you asking me? Apostle Shank, are you there? Yes. Yes, no, there, there he is. Hmm. Would you open up with prayer, please? Yes, sir. Dear Lord, we thank you, we praise you, we bless your holy name. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to gather once again before your throne to get to, to discuss things of the kingdom. Lord, we just ask you to lead, guide, and direct this conversation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank the Lord. Amen. We thank you all for coming on Apostles Roundtable and... Um, uh, as you have said, Jerusha, it is a blessing to be above ground, and um, it's a blessing to be alive yes, and be saved, and um blessing to have our families. Uh, thank God, even for you all. I think somebody else came on the call. Uh, who else do we have? Did I hear the McCarthy? Yes. Yeah. Well, God bless you. Good evening to you all. Welcome uh, to the round table. And, uh, thank God, amen, uh, for you. I'm just going to um, uh, do a little ad-libbing here uh, in case the mother's going to call in. And uh, then we have a uh, uh, kind of a guest surprise. Uh, your instructor tonight. Somebody's going to share. Uh, she's not a... Uh, Stranger uh, to some of us, but uh, she's going to come on in in a moment. But um, I thank the Lord for you all's uh, diligence and uh, faithfulness to attend to the call. It is a desire, a desire that the Lord uh, would uh, edify us and might bring us into uh, uh, 
closer walking relationship with him and uh, with each other. Um, if you, uh, I hear some uh, background noise, and uh, if everybody could maybe find their mute button until it's time to, um, you know, share something that would uh, cut down on some of the uh, interference. Um, just going to wait a couple more minutes. Uh, we have, we have. Um, Dr. Charles coming on the call. We have somebody that um, is on the call tonight that uh, we have not uh, physically met, but we uh, we like her uh, her spirit. We believe that she has a pure heart. Uh, she's been uh, very constant. Very. And uh, she has a has a heart. He is uh, an international traveler and uh, missionary. Uh, she has um, some, and she has um, a um, a background that sometimes I wish that I had. But I was born as an African-American. And you understand what I mean. Some of you understand what I mean when I said that in a few moments. But she has a background that uh, a heritage, if I say, that uh, I wish I was born with. And I had to be born again to get that inheritance, uh, heritage rather. She was born with this heritage and uh, with this heritage of... uh, being a daughter of Abraham, and I had to uh, be born again um, to acquire that heritage because of faith in the Son of God. Therefore, I am uh, also uh, a son of Abraham. She has uh, traveled uh, in uh, Africa, she has ministered there, labored there with the people. Um, she has a, uh, because she has a Jewish background, she has a certain uh, insight into scripture and the culture uh, that we uh, who are Gentiles that were saved uh, would not have. And I thank God even for her, amen, to be on the call. We consider her, amen, a sister in the Lord, a companion in uh, uh, in ministry. Look forward, amen, to one day of uh, meeting her and her husband. Uh, but uh, tonight, amen, we welcome all to the uh, uh, round table, and uh, I, I welcome um, Jerusha um, Myers to the call and uh, I thank God amen for you Jerusha and uh, let's welcome her amen to the round table as she shares amen her heart of what God amen uh, wants to uh, wants us to hear tonight so Jerusha you have this invisible microphone God bless you okay thank you thank you for having me brother Martin and again I'm, I'm very blessed and as um, um, you know, Dr. Martin has uh, shared, um, I do have a Jewish heritage. Um, I am, I always like to say, I'm both Sephardic and Ashkenazi. Uh, my father's um, ancestors were the first Jews to come to America in 1548 and escaping the Spanish Inquisition. Um, and his ancestors were from Portugal. Um, on my mother's side, um, they were Eastern European. Um, also, to my great great grandmother uh, was full blood Cherokee Indian, and came to the state of Oklahoma on the uh, Trail of Cheers. So I kind of kid people and tell them I'm a Portage Jew Indian um, when they ask what my <laughs> nationality is. Um, also, too, thanks to my uh, paternal grandfather. Um, he took National Geographic from 1930 until his death in 1974, 
and he spent hours and hours with me as a child teaching me about the different cultures of the world. And it was during this time that I fell in love with the continent of Africa. And um, and then during the reign of Idi Amin, um, my heart was really you know drawn to the, the nation of Uganda. Um, I did not become a believer until 1974. I, I was brought up very secular, um, basically agnostic. Um, but I had an, an aunt by marriage that prayed for me uh, for many years, and um, my father died in um, September of 72, which was very, 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 very devastating to me. And then almost exactly two years later, in September of 74, my grandfather died, and it was like losing my father all over again. Um, I was this very, you know, how could a loving God take such two good men away from me? Um, so it was during uh, my junior year in high school in 1974, and actually this was the year Jews for Jesus got started. Um, but um, one of my classmates, um, her, her name's Paula, in fact, we're still in contact after all these years, um, brought Paula into my life, and she had gone through the same thing, losing her father very unexpectedly, um, you know, questioning God, how could a loving God, you know, take away my wonderful father. So God used Paula um, in my life, and so in November 74, I know not only celebrated my physical birthday, but also that is when um, I became a completed Jew and, and was born again. Um, as um, Dr. Martin has said, um, I've um, again I just got back from Africa in April, and um, spent several months there again. Looking forward to going back. Um, I deal with um, very unpleasant issues. Um, I um, one of the things I, I do spend a lot of time addressing is um, sexual abuse, um, areas of rape, and that kind of thing. Um, I have a criminal justice degree. Uh, from the University of Central Oklahoma, and also, too, my first marriage ended because um, my husband and I, we had eight children, um, seven biological, um, one adopted, um, but it came to light in 1990 that he had been sexually abusing our older daughter, and so the marriage ended. He ended up spending 16 years in prison. So um, I just found that there was just a lot of things that um, some real needs there, and I do have a book coming out in October telling my story. But another thing also, too, I'm also involved in, I'm involved in the March of Remembrance. Um, it is an event that is being held worldwide. Uh, a friend of mine and musician Ted Pierce began this. It started in Germany, and this is where Christians gather together and stand with the Jewish community in remembering the Holocaust. And so we're planning the first one for Oklahoma in May of 2018. And then another thing that's very dear to my heart is racial reconciliation. And one of my mentors, Larry Colbert, um, he was, he's been a professor at the University of Oklahoma. He's worked in corrections and done a number of different things. He, he is a mentor of mine, um, an African-American. He uses the term American-African but he has written a book called The Cup of Racial Reconciliation. So I have been involved with him with um, racial reconciliation conferences. And this book, um, he approaches it, you know, as being, you know, a black American and emphasizing the importance of forgiveness. Um, I have uh, had another mem uh, mentor of blessed memory, um, Mia Justice. She um, survived under the, the Nazis during World War II in the Netherlands. And um, in Mia's story was, you know, the importance of forgiveness. And Mia did not become to Lord her and her husband. Um, her husband's American. They met in Paris. Uh, she was in the Dutch Army. Um, he was in the American Army. And then they came back to Oklahoma where his family at. And... Um, so in her 50, their 50s, they came to the Lord. And one of the things that the Lord really, the first thing the Lord impressed upon Mia was that she had to forgive the Germans. And that was a very hard thing to do. 
Um, I recently, um, I have a friend who works with the Native Americans. Again, I'm, you know, one quarter Cherokee registered. Um, and I was talking with Patty because it just came to mind. There's a lot of suicide, alcoholism, and all kinds of these horrible things. Um, she has a particularly reservation that she does work with on the Lakota um, reservation in, I believe it's South Dakota. And it just, I, I said, Patty, I said, let me ask you a question. Do you come across a lot of Native Americans still holding bitterness toward the white people of what happened on the Trail of Tears and the other issues? And she's, oh, she said, it's an understatement. It's a major problem, this lack of forgiveness. Um, you know, for me, I don't hate the Portuguese and I don't hate the Spanish. Um, again, I don't um, hate the white pe white man who, you know, drove the Cherokees, you know, to Oklahoma. Um, you know, I, I don't, I, I, bitterness is a very difficult, uh, it really will destroy you. And I was talking with Larry, I've had a lot of a resistance um, from the black American community, even getting people to even read this book. And um, I, I told Larry, I said, I feel like I could go into the black American churches and tell them, hey, I can tell you how to set up a strip joint and a bar to bring people into your church, and I would get a better response than when I try to bring up this racial reconciliation. And, and by the way, my husband is black. Um, I got married um, to a real good friend of mine um, in February, Herbert Sempesla. Um, he is Ugandan, and currently right now he is working for the U.S. consulate in Basra, Iraq, uh, protecting Americans. And um, we're working on the process of him coming here, and he, he's very, very supportive of what I do. Um, but dealing with, you know, racism is on all sides. And if we harbor this unforgiveness, you know, we're not going to get anywhere. Um, you know, we're, you know, do we really, you know, we sing the song as children or even adults, you know, Jesus, you know, um, loves the little children, red and yellow, black and white, they're precious in our, his sight. Well, do we really believe that? You know, do we really practice that? Um, I had one of my um, Caribbean friends, um, I've been the victim of racism. I'll, I'll never forget when I first came to Oklahoma City, um, things were going real well until a black lady moved next door to my townhouse. And, oh, my goodness, she would call me a blankety-blank Christ killer. She would threaten me and my children. We were having to call the police on her all the time. She would walk by my townhouse, take her fist, and um, bust my windows out. And then she'd be wearing this Christian Center T-shirt. <laughs> and I looked at her one time. I said, no wonder my people don't want anything to do with your Jesus. You know, I, I, I just, you know, and like it or not, Jesus is Jewish. Um, but eventually what happened was the um, the landlord told me to stop calling the police and, and I management. And I said, look, this is not a management issue. This is a criminal issue. And I will keep calling the police. Well, Two days later, I had eviction notice on, on the door of my townhouse, but that was like in year 2000. But I had one of my Caribbean friends said, well, that's not really racism. And I said, Dale, so you're telling me because I'm white and was attacked by someone was black because of who I was, then that's not racism? I said, that's a racist attitude. <laughs> and um, But, you know, it's so sad after all these years that, you know, this is, you know, still going, particularly in the household of faith. And 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 as I said, I really, you know, really respect my mentor, Larry Colbert. Um, you know, I attend a Messianic Jewish congregation um, on, um, you know, Saturdays. But on Sunday, I am part of a, actually, a black church. And it's actually a black denomination. It's the, um, you know, uh, Church of God in Christ. And, um so we're laughing and we're going to see what happens if I officially join and what the response is going to be from the denomination. But the pastor there is just awesome. You know, he's he's very much for the importance of this forgiveness and, you know, this reconciliation. And it has to begin with the household of faith. And because if we don't, 
love and forgive each other and look past skin color, you know, we're not representing the Lord. And um, so I'll, I'll open up the questions. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not perfect. I'm not an expert. Um, but again, uh, I just, um, this is something very dear, near and dear to my heart. And, um, and it is a lot of how I was raised. And um, so I, um, Dr. Moreno, open it up to questions. Um, Jerusha, you, you, um, God bless you. Questions concerning racial reconciliation? Is that what we're dealing with? Uh, yes, yes. And, and any, yeah, any other questions of, um, you know, like, you know, the, the sex abuse and the, you know, rape and, and those type of issues dealing with the, domestic violence, you know, I'm open for questions on, on that too. So. This is Prophetess Jory McCarthy, and I just applaud your life. Uh, as I was listening, um, I can see that the Lord has brought you through a lot of different cycles so that you could be a blessing to the body of Christ. And I was molested when I was two years old, so um, I kind of, um, I, I can sympathize with that, um, and also your walk with um, uh, prejudicial things, uh, we do see it from our point of view because because we're, because we're of who we are, but there is mm-hmm. also a, another opposite uh, side of the coin where we too can be prejudiced as well, so um, mm-hmm. it has been my prayer that um, the Lord would... Um, and he has been uh because my uh would allow me not to uh mirror what I see and just mm-hmm. love because the Lord said, With love have I drawn thee. And mm-hmm. as long as we remember that that premise of love, which is what what Jesus is all about, then the rest of it will fall into place. And he also said he put it in order when he returns. So mm-hmm. I just applaud your your bravery in fulfilling the walk that he's giving you, and, and uh, I'll be praying for you. God bless you. Thank you so much. Um, you know, we, we, like, for example, Moses, when he married the Cushite woman, and the Cushite woman was, you know, black, and, you know, when Miriam shot off at the mouth about it, um, well, you know, the Lord struck her with leprosy, and she was put outside of the camp. Um, and also, too, a lot of people don't like it pointed out to them you know, when, when Jesus was carrying his cross to Calvary and could carry it no more, Simon of Cyrene was a black man. And that is who the Lord chose to help Jesus carry his cross. And looking later on in history, you know, he was very integral in the, you know, the early, you know, early part of the church. And, and a lot of us, we, we forget that. This is a very good subject, saints, and I'm glad, Amen, Jerusha, that you. Uh, um, I, I don't even say bravely, just so calmly and um, very well spoke. You know, you're very well spoken concerning this because it's in your heart, and it's a reality. It's one of the mm-hmm. uh, sins in the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. It's one of this. It's one, this is one of the sins. One of the uh, right. ugly things that people that people know about but do not address it and do not deal with it. Right. We really don't deal with this. Right. That's it. Let's have a discussion about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's um. You know. It's a real amazing. You know. I get different responses. You know. When I I walk into different churches and you know some of them you know are welcoming. But boy, I've been into some, um, and, and I'll never get some experiences in San Antonio, Texas. It's like, what is she doing in our church? <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Um, and and I was in a relationship for a, a short time um, with um, an African American. And let me tell you, some of the most, and he claimed to be in ministry, and some of the most blatant racism that was directed toward me, you know, was from um, this man who eventually, um, you know, passed away. And and I did tell him, 
you know, when I parted ways with him, you know, if you don't repent from these attitudes and stuff, the Lord is going to deal with you. And, um, you know, God's not playing games. And um, and I, I told my husband, he's going to really, again, he's never been on American soil. He works with Americans, but, you know, just preparing him, you know, what to expect, you know, and, of course, us being an interracial couple, you know, some of the things that, you know, we will we'll be dealing with. And I do have a, a couple here in Oklahoma City, a uh, precious couple, um, and they're, you know, they're younger than me. I'm old enough to be their parents, but I, their experience and stuff, and this is another thing, I don't discriminate on people because of age. Um, I mean, I've learned things from my six-year-old grandchild, <laughs> um, and, um, you know, and I, like I consider, you know, and, and especially, you know, in the coming months when, when Herbert gets here, um, you know, really going to be looking up to this couple and, you know, seeking their counsel and their wisdom and what they've learned through this process. And, you know, and interracial marriages are so much more common now. Um, you know, the, nowadays, you know, you used to have the thing you check black and white. Well, you know, <laughs> you know, filling out a college application or whatever. And, you know, our country's changed so much, but there's still, you know, these bad attitudes and, you know, both, you know, white and black, you know, regardless of who we are, you know, these prejudices we, we hold in these, you know, misconceptions, um, you know, like everybody is black is a gangster, you know, kind of attitude. And, um, you know, that, that's got to change, and again, especially within the body. Amen. I like to get some dialogue and I'm sorry this. I mean I I I know uh things concerning us on the call, but I'd appreciate it if um some would just interact in this discussion because um I, I think it would be very beneficial. Do we have anybody who wants to respond? Yes, I I'd like to uh, make a comment. Uh, uh Prophet Jerusha, have have you seen uh, racism in Africa as equal to or more than uh, the racism in in the United States? It is expressed differently. Um, one of the things that Herbert and I had to constantly deal with there is the attitude that. Um, you know, the term for a white person or a non-black person is Mzungu, which actually means traveler in, in Swahili. This is a common term in in Eastern Africa. But basically the attitude that all white people are rich. Um, yeah. Deal with that a lot and, and being taken advantage of. Like, for example, when I was getting ready to come back to the U.S., and Herbert, we were, you know, he's going to be taking me to the airport, so we decide, he decided, well, let's, you know, get there early, spend the night in Entebbe. That's where the airport is. And and he knew the taxi fee, you know, from, you know, Ginger, where we were cut, going from, to um, Kampala, the capital, was 500 shillings. And he knew that. And so we get ready to get off the taxi in Kampala, and the conductor says 25,000 shillings. Well, no. <laughs> my husband was talking to him in Luganda, and I didn't know what he was saying, but, boy, he made it real clear, you know, he didn't have stupid tattooed on his forehead and really, you know, dealt with that and, and again, dealt with that a lot. Um, again, just presumption that, you know, everyone or everyone in America, but particularly whites, um, are, are rich. So um, that that's what we, we dealt with. <laughs> Okay, thank you. So, uh, Apostle Shank, um, have you uh, experienced anything? Because you uh, were in a, uh, you've been in African American ministry, predominant ministry, for over twenty five, thirty years. Yes. What, what have you What have you experienced? Yes, I have experienced some. Uh, I, I want to say. Uh, I have experienced some prejudice, uh, not a lot, but some, but uh, uh, I have not, uh, I've never retaliated or anything like mm-hmm. that. 
took it in stride and and made amends with the individual and uh, come come through uh, with uh, a, a, a good friendship out of it later on. Mm-hmm. Others, others. How does it, you know others? You know, I just like to know too. How does it affect uh, a ministry, or how does it affect? You know, the Father, uh, Holy Spirit, it, it grieves the Holy Spirit. How, how, does, how does it affect um, um, our assignment here on the earth? Um, I'd like to get some feedback, thanks. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Dr. Shaw. Can you hear me good? We can. Yes, I can hear very well. Okay. Um, Praise the Lord, my sister. And again, we are grateful that you are on the call and definitely thankful for this subject. This has been a subject that has been laid on my heart for uh, quite some time now. And uh, it's because it's so prevalent out here and uh, not only just uh, dealing with discrimination, and the lack of reconciliation, um, mm-hmm. but also um, because you mentioned the importance of forgiveness and reconciliation, and um, the, the discrimination that we have is not only between black and white, it's not only mm-hmm. between men and women, mm-hmm. and uh, it's not between other races. You know, um, it's found a lot in different churches. It's found a lot in different regions or locations. It's if you're born on the west side versus the east side, um, <laughs> national versus international. So, um, you know, you find that in different nationalities and things like that. And uh, God has given us the ministry of reconciliation because that through Jesus Christ is where we come from. But uh, yeah. we fail to be, be, uh, understand uh, what our practice uh, as a true child of God really is because we're so busy getting caught up in our judgmental state of Mm -hmm. uh, unforgiveness uh, to those that we need to reconcile with. And uh, Mm -hmm. God sees everything, and and I'm glad that uh, we have this chance on the call, because at first uh, it had bothered me so that I was praying on whether or not I should bring the subject up, because that's been a true subject for the last, I don't know, few weeks or so, um, we do have a situation where we uh, call ourselves being in a judgmental state one to another. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I look at that as a lack of immaturity in Christ because, uh, again, uh, we have been given the ministry of reconciliation, uh, and because God has given us that opportunity, I I find it unfair and unjust that we don't give others the opportunity uh, to uh, set our differences aside. And, you know, we don't have to be caught up like society is in those differences mm-hmm. of judging, judging others for what they look like or where they come from or their teaching mm-hmm. versus our teaching because we may be the only ones we think are going to go to heaven or saved or something. But I think that we, we need to come and, 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 and get away from being caught up within ourselves and we have to understand who we are so that our light can shine and others can see our light in the darkness that they live. But if we continue to be in the darkness, uh, we'll be fumbling in the dark with others and we won't be mm-hmm. able to save them according to God's plan. There's a purpose in everything we all do. There's a purpose in why you look the way you mm-hmm. look or where you be, where you've been living or what circumstances you've been in or subject to or experiences that you've been exposed to. But it doesn't make one greater than the other. And I I usually say there's no big eyes and little U's. We're all under God's kingdom trying to build his Mm -hmm. kingdom. So I'm very grateful for the experiences that you have had, that you're able to share that with us. And uh, I I do totally uh, respect the plans that God has for you and for others, and I, I just hope you come back on um, the call again anytime. 
I just really appreciate what you've done here. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Normally, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not a movie watcher or a television watcher, but I guess probably most of us have seen the movie Driving Miss Daisy mm-hmm. uh, with Jessica yeah. Sandy. And, you exactly. know, the one the one scene where they are pulled over on the side of the road and they're eating lunch and the Southern officers, you know, question them and that kind of thing. And, you know, the officers say, well, 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 isn't that something, the N-word in a Jew? Um, very powerful. Very. That was a very, very powerful movie. And, yes. um, you know, the Jewish community was very, was very, very involved with the civil rights movement. Um, when I worked for a youth service agency, and most of my clients, you know, were, you know, black or Hispanic, um, you know, I had that picture of, you know, Martin Luther King, you know, in the march on Selma, and guess who was who was marching along beside with them? One of them was the late Abraham Joshua Heschel, very mm-hmm. well-known Jewish rabbi, and people was like, really, I didn't know that, you know, right. um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I love that picture. Um, and, you know, they, the, you know, the Jewish community very much stood, you know, with the black community yeah. and during the civil rights movement. Because, you know, again, my people understand, you know, what it's like to, to be discriminated against because of your ethnicity or, or the color yeah. of your skin and so forth. Um, now, I just remember growing up as a child, and I had a great aunt that was very, very well-to-do, and she had a housekeeper um, named Lola. Oh, and I loved Lola. And I remember I was always so fascinated. Uh, she, she let me play with her hands, and I was just so fascinated about her white palms, you know, the, the light color. And, um, you know, just thought, oh, my gosh, I wish I, wish I was black. <laughs> And, um, but, you know, I'm very, you know, fortunate, you know, that I, I had that kind of upbringing. And then when I started high school in, um, I attended the largest high school in Oklahoma at the time. And my first, uh, my sophomore year, um, the principal of the black high school, Booker T. Washington, came to my high school. And then the principal, you know, of Nathan Hale went over to Booker T. Washington and that they started integrating the, you know, the students then. Um, now, earlier they started doing, um, you know, with teachers. And I'll never forget in fifth and sixth grade, the library teacher, her name was Aura Harrison. And, oh, my goodness, I loved Mrs. Harrison. And um, just she was just so special to me and, and was so inspirational. And, you know, here a black woman with a bunch of smart aleck white kids. <laughs> And I mean, she was so classy. Well, she passed away. I saw in 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 my hometown newspaper, looking online. I said, "Oh my gosh, I've become my mother." I'm looking at my hometown newspaper and looking at obituaries, and, you know. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But I saw where Mrs. Harrison had passed on, so I called the funeral home and I said, "Well, if I, I send a card, would you make sure the family gets it?" And he, they said, "Yes, they certainly would." And so I sent a card and I, I sent a letter of you know the impact Mrs. Harrison had on me. Well, um, her daughter called me and, um, you know, thanked me. And she said, you know, we read your letter at my mother's funeral. And, and I was so honored to hear that. And, and she, I said, your mom was such a woman of character. And she said, well, there's probably something you don't know about my mother. My mother took care of my father for 35 years. He was in an accident on his job and ended up quadriplegic. Um her daughter, she she had two children, and this happened when her children was young. So here she was working to support her family, and stayed faithful to her husband. And he was a quadriplegic, and and then he passed on. And I just thought, you know, what the impact? Um, you know that that woman will always hold a very very special place in my heart. Um, another one is was my is my black studies teacher, Royal Talaferro. Oh my goodness, I I you know and. He said, you know, Jerusha, the only one in this class that's interested. So he sat down and basically taught me one-on-one about, you know, you know, black history. And I love it. Um, and I may be getting an opportunity. We have a very severe sh- teacher shortage here in Oklahoma. And I've been approached by um, a primarily black American school um, nearby to teach geography and history. Um, in the middle school. So appreciate your prayers on that because I need a job. I need income. (laughs) 
but um, you know, we're really going to be having you know heart to heart, you know, with with the principal and, and vice principal, and, and to understand really where I'm coming from, and um, you know, teaching about the things that are not in the typical textbook. Um, a lot of black students, you know, okay, we tell our kids about you know the Tupac Shakur, you know, but what about the man who developed the blood transfusion or Booker T. Washington, I'm so amazed at how many black young people have never read that book. And it's not a long book, but that was one of the most inspiring things I had ever read as a young person. George Washington Carver and, you know, wonderful, godly examples in our country of black Americans. And, you know, we need to be holding these people, you know, these people up and, and, you know, teaching our youth about these things. So I'm going to stop preaching. Sorry. <laughs> so this is something I'm very passionate about. Very passionate about. Let, let's focus on these godly people, um, you know, examples. Amen. You're doing very well, Jerusha. Very well. Oh, okay. Thank you. Um, uh, I, I um, earlier today, I just going to interject this, and, and anybody else can uh, comment. I posted something on Facebook uh, today um, that I was aware of uh, down in Mississippi, something called the Devil's Punch Bowl. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of, uh, just a lot of, you know, there's just a lot of history um, on all sides of the coin yes. that people don't know about. Mm-hmm. You know, not just African Americans, people just don't know about. And, and we need, you know, we all need to understand uh, you know, the, the the wonderful thing about salvation is the fact, amen, that we've all been born, amen, again by the same blood. Amen. And um, I sometimes um, look at Acts 17 when Paul is uh, talking about, you know, when, you know, nations uh, born and uh, coming into. Um, I guess uh, we'll just say existence. I'm not quoting it in their uh, time, uh, their designated time. You know, God has given, uh, and, and Acts 17 says, you know, born of one blood. We all are the same people. And, you know, I'm so glad that you brought this um, topic up. And like Dr. Shaw said about reconciliation and uh, forgiveness um, is absolutely necessary. Because, you know, we all have the same uh, Savior and the same mandate to go ye into all the world, preach mm-hmm. and teach and make disciples. Mm-hmm. And uh, we don't need to be caught up into the worldly things. Mm-hmm. If you listen to the news, and especially mm-hmm. the political news, mm-hmm. you would think you would think that America's, that we're about to have a civil war, America's divided mm-hmm. but um, it's not so God has a people a remnant mm-hmm. he has a body and we just have to root out and uh, bring reconciliation forgiveness amongst ourselves and one of the key things is like what you're doing uh, Drush is uh, bringing awareness talking about it people, mm-hmm. people know about things and don't want to talk about it and right. this, is, this is very good yeah. others others Yes, uh, this is Apostle McCarthy. Amen. Um, I'd like to thank you, um, first of all, for bringing up your experiences and for bringing up uh, what you've experienced as far as prejudice and unforgiveness because they're related. They're tied together. Mm -hmm. Uh, They negate the work of Christ on the cross. Mm -hmm. And even... Satan knows that -hmm. there's glory in every nation. That's what he tried to allure Jesus with in the wilderness Mm -hmm. when he told him that he would give him all the nations (laughs) if he would fall down and worship him. So there's glory in every nation, and you can't be prejudiced and be a Christian. Many people walk around with a false sense of Christianity, but if you can't stand a particular race of people, Jesus died for that race of people. 
Amen. We're all familiar with how the Lord taught his disciples to pray. Mm-hmm. But in particular, uh, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 12, he says, And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. That's part of that prayer. Mm-hmm. Now, the seriousness of that comes with verses 14 and 15, which normally are not read with the Lord's Prayer. It stops with verse 13 because the last word is amen. But if you look at the next two verses, Jesus continues that same thought. For if you forgive men, for if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. In essence, when you pray the Lord's Prayer, you are praying that God will forgive you as you forgive others. But if you then turn around and refuse to forgive others, You've given God permission not to forgive you. And so you cause your own self damage as well as thwart the work of Christ on the cross. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Others, uh, others have any comments? Jerusha, have any more? Um, well, as I said, you know, I definitely um, encourage you people and um, to I can give you um, the resources to, to get Larry's book, The Couple of Racial Reconciliation. Um, also, too, you, uh, there's the Deborah Sweeten show. Um, there's an interview of him. And also, too, we could probably even have him um, here on TalkShoe. And, um, and Dr. Martin, I will definitely connect you to. Um, and, and he is willing to travel. Um, and minister, you know, in in this area. Um, again, I have tremendous respect for him. Um, again, he's he's a mentor of mine. Um, he encourages, really encouraged me over the last. I got acquainted with him 17 years ago um, through my my job that I was working working with, and um, you know that was definitely a divine appointment. And um, just tremendous respect for him. Um, I was thoroughly blessed um, by this book. And um, he, he's just really a neat guy and, and his wife, Janet. And um, so, and also to you guys can find me on Facebook as Jerusha Myers. And, um, but it's, um, he, he, he's an amazing individual. And again, he's worked in prisons and he's you know, been a professor at the University of Oklahoma. And and that's what he was doing when I met him. So he has he has an amazing background, and um, and again, you know, being a you know a black American, and he uses the term, and he'll explain in the book why he uses the term American African rather than African American. Um, and, and as I said, he's he's just, he's a godly man, and um, you know, I just appreciate him so much. Um, I also consider Dr. Martin one of my mentors and encouragers. And, um, you know, I'm just, I'm so blessed and, um, you know, I just really appreciate, you know, my, my mentors, you know, all different cultures and, and what I've learned. Amen. Thank you, uh, Jerusha. And uh, thank you for the wonderful, um, impactful, uh, topic tonight, uh, bring awareness to this. Uh, thank you all for the, uh, comments and I don't want to cut anybody off. Still have time, and uh, but if not, um, let's be so sensitive to um, to this. Mm-hmm. One of the thing, one of the things about it that I that I will say is in the uh, the Church of Thyatira talked about Jezebel, and the mm-hmm. issue with Jezebel in the church was she was tolerated, mm-hmm. and for us, Amen. To um, uh, we have to take the same mindset towards this and not tolerate it. We should not tolerate this in ourselves or anybody else. And um, because God God is not pleased. And one of the the ways for anything to perpetuate, for anything to continue, is for toleration of it. Mm -hmm. You just keep letting it happen and for it not not to be addressed. Amen. Even even if you have an issue in your body, mm-hmm. a sore or something like that, and you you tolerate it, you you don't address it, mm-hmm. it may become worse, mm-hmm. could kill you. Mm-hmm. And so uh, sin is not to be tolerated. This is mm-hmm. sin. 
This is sin. Let's not tolerate it. Saints in, in any others. Not and and especially in an area that uh, people think it's okay to tolerate it in, and that mm-hmm. is in jesting, mm-hmm. joking. You know, yes. you know the jesting part, not to be tolerated there. Amen. Mm-hmm. God bless you. Any anyone else? Well, thank you, uh, Jerusha, and uh, we're we're going to pray, Amen, tonight for um, mm-hmm. um, your husband to get here and everything mm-hmm. to uh, uh, work out. There will be no uh, glitches. Amen. And for the establishment, Amen. You know yes. of of the union here in the United States. Amen. For this for this uh, job, right? Uh, for this occupation, right? Uh, this assignment that God wants to send you on. You know, the right. role calls it a job. It could be, <laughs> be an assignment. Yeah, and I really sense I'm going to be doing a lot of traveling, and and that's why I'm just really, you know, looking you know to the Lord for you know the the financial provisions and so forth, and um. You know, I'm not getting any younger and, um, you know, getting this out. Also, too, um, you can get more information about Mr. Colbert in the book at info at colberthouse.net. And, um, again, I just, you know, I appreciate all of you, um, no matter what your color is. And, um, you know, God created us all in his image, and I'm, I'm praise the Lord for that. Amen. Amen. Thank God for you. I'm going to ask. Uh, going to ask Dr. Shaw. Dr. Shaw, would you would you pray uh, uh, for her and uh, release us also, please? Yes. Heavenly Father, we come before you, Lord, this day, and we ask, Lord, that you continue mm-hmm. to bless us and guide us and lead us, Lord, that we, as your people, can hear your voice as you continue to order our steps. We ask, Lord, that you bless Sister Joshua Myers and give her a safe journey as she returns back to the land that you have sent her from or sending her to. We ask that you continue to order her steps as she can continue to be a witness for your people. We ask, Lord, that you touch each and every soul that's on and spirit that's on the call this day that they will find the release that is needed here, that you, Lord, will be able to provide a way out of no way that we can come to your glory, that we are here, Lord, to honor you in spite of. We thank you, Lord Jesus, and ask that you bless us, Lord, that we understand and recognize that we recognize the spirit of forgiveness and the spirit of reconciliation, that we understand, Lord, that we are not to accept or tolerate the spirit of Jezebel or influence, Mm -hmm. but that we come to a greater understanding of your works in our ministry, in the ministry of others, that we recognize those that you send to us, Lord, that there is a purpose in everyone that you have claimed to, that we are all part of your blood and that we have your inheritance because of the great promise that you have given us through your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, because we are one in the membership of your body in the family. And we thank you and ask that you continue to bless and keep us safe, Lord. Bless our families who are out of town, out of the country, or out of the station. We ask that you continue to bless each and every one as they go out into the wilderness of this world. We ask that you touch our children and give them a safe journey each day back and forth in in our homes. We just thank you, Lord, for this call. We ask that you continue to bless our speakers this day. Continue to bless EMFI. Continue to bless all of the leaders. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you, uh, um, Jerusha. Thank you, Dr. Shaw. And God bless you all. And we pray that you all have a blessed evening. And uh, look up, um, if you desire to communicate with Jerusha, please look up. Jerusha Myers on uh, Facebook, uh, J-E-R-U-S-H-A, Jerusha 
Myers, M-Y-E-R-S. Amen. God bless you. Have a great night. Okay. Good evening, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.